Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Major league update, Elon Twitter. Told you it's a bigger story than Elon or Twitter. Major, major update coming up. Loaded show for you today. Globalists talking out loud, too, about everything they've been up to. They just keep, they're not even hiding it anymore. They're just saying it right to your face. Stack show today. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Revoke big tech's right to look at what you're doing online. Get a VPN like I do. Go to express, like I did. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Pick up a VPN today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. As I said, Elon, I've got some video from Fox from, my gosh, a very long time ago, well over 10 years ago, proving to you that you're never wasting your time here. I always bring the receipts that the left creates problems and then claims to fix the problem they created to bring government more government. It's going to be right in front of your face. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joe, let's go. It's showtime, Dan. It is on Monday. It's been a long Thank you for watching the show this weekend on Filter and Fox. It was one of my favorites. I had a blast doing it, especially the trading card comic book guy at the end, Ken Golden. That was awesome. Tried to make a deal on the air for Amazing Fantasy 15, the first appearance of Spider-Man. We'll see where that goes. I'll keep you updated. But more importantly, you are not wasting your time on the Dan Bongino show because I will never waste your time. If I don't know something, I don't talk about it. When I know something, I do talk about it. And I know a good amount about mergers, acquisitions, buyouts, hostile takeovers, leverage buyouts, and the tech field. That's my bailiwick. I told you that the Twitter board was looking at potential lawsuits if they turned down Elon Musk's offer of $54.20 a share. Why? Because it was way over what Twitter was worth on the open market. Because on the open market, people weren't willing to pay $54.20 a share. How do we know that, Joe? Because the stock wasn't $54.20 a share. It was below that. <laughs> so Elon's saying, I will pay you $54.20 a share. Twitter's saying, no, no, Armacost. We are worth more. That's right. As evidenced by... The fact that no one is willing to pay $54.20 a share. <laughs> but Elama, I told, did we not have this conversation? I said the board was looking at massive lawsuits if they continue to ignore this. Breaking this morning, Bloomberg, you know, left-wing site, but you get the point. Twitter on track to reach a deal with Musk as soon as Monday, which happens to be today. I'm sure by the end of the day, we will probably have an update on this. How do I know that there may be something to these leaks that Twitter may be ready to accept the deal? One, because of the obvious, the board can't continue to say we're turning down a premium on our stock because we got a better deal when you have no better deal. Fiduciary. The shareholders will sue you. Fiduci yes. yes. Fiduciary responsibility to board members have. You can't just turn down a deal and go, I don't feel like it. Uh, we love censorship. It doesn't work that way. Here's what makes me think somebody has some uh, info on what's going on here. Wall Street Journal, Twitter stock advances on a possible deal with Elon Musk. The shares were climbing a bit in pre-market uh, pre trading, which says to me a lot of folks are trying to get in on this deal before Elon puts ink to paper on it. You know, Could it be? We'll see. We should know by the end of the day, but they were probably looking at a shareholder revolt if the board did not agree to sell the company to Elon. I mean, folks, there was money on the table. People stood to make a lot of money off this deal. And let me tell you something. Money talks and BS walks. 
I just wanted to update on that. I warned you about this. I told you it was probably coming. And we're not wasting your time here. One other quick update on True Social. They transferred over, over to our cloud at Rumble. Rumble now has the cloud services for Donald Trump's social media platform, Truth Social. We, the transfer was an enormous, enormous success. Truth is now open. If you were on the waiting list, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of people uh, still on social media platforms saying, oh, I can't get in. If you were on the waiting list, just go to your phone. You downloaded the app already. That's how you got on the waiting list. Just click on the app, put in the information, and you're in. I'm still seeing people, they, they seem confused. I'm still on the waiting list. We cleared most of the waiting list out, almost all of it. You should just be able to tap on the app, put in the info, and you're ready to rock and roll. Please give me a follow. I'm at dbongino on True Social. And by the way, showing you how much interaction there is over there, I've only been on there for, what, two and a half, three months? I'm almost at a million followers already, thanks to you. Big update. Big things happen in a tech space, folks. Chest out, chin up moment, right? Stuff's getting better out there. People are waking up. The censorship fight, you know it's getting ugly for the left when they trot out Obama and Hillary like they did last week and we covered on the show to passionately call for more Soviet-style censorship because that's what they're passionate about, communism. You know they're losing the fight. It's all really good news. You know, I've been tracking, uh, moving on here, I've been tracking what's going on with globalists and globalist institutions like the IMF and the World Economic Forum for a long time. Folks, they're not conspiracy theories. You know, anytime you mention the WEF or the IMF, you get some lefty net. That's a conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy theory. They are globalist institutions. The statement is tautological. They are institutions not oriented around one specific country that incorporate global politics to advance what they consider to be a global agenda. Well, what's the problem with that? Well, a globalist agenda may not always be the agenda of the United States. You dig? You picking up what I'm putting down? Woo! I'm trying to tell you that a lot of these people don't give a damn about the United States. That's why I focus so heavily on the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum, and his constant talk about a great reset. Reset what? Constitutional republics, free markets, and free speech? That appears to be what they want to reset. Well, that's not the only one. The IMS another one, the International Monetary Fund, which again has a global agenda, which may not be our agenda. I'm really tired of the United States through these globalist institutions taking our taxpayer dollars here, even though we have our own problems, and financing broken governments around the world that have no intention of using our tax dollars to make their country better for the citizens. I don't know why we're doing that. So when I see things like the WEF pop and this video from the IMF, one of the heads of the IMF pop, I, I, I frankly have to cringe because we've been warning you about these places for a long time. Now, here they're now openly talking like they did about the, in the Great Reset. Here they're openly talking about their efforts to basically print a ton, you get the point, fill in the blank of new money. And how, gosh, we just didn't know printing all this money for the same amount of goods was going to create mass inflation. Joe, I mean, we've only yeah. talked about this for, what, eight years now? About this it. isn't hard, folks. You print a lot of money to chase the same amount or less goods then the price goes up because there's more money and less goods. How freaking hard is this? I mean, I'm serious when I tell you this. A seven-year-old can figure this out. Here's the IMF, big globalist institution. One of reps over there talking about, my gosh, we didn't know what was going to happen when we printed all this money. Check this out. Like uh, the decision that we need to spend to support the economy. And at that time, we did recognize that may lead to too much money in circulation, too few goods, but didn't really quite think through the consequence in a way that upfront would have informed better uh, what, what we do. He <laughs> goes, gosh, what a genius. I don't want to, <laughs> hold on, I don't want to forget the... Folks, there's a theme. I, I write it down because I got my radio show later. I like to 
I like to remind you, I like to put threads in the show, themes to drive home a point, right? One of the themes of today's show in these next few stories and a story at the end is going to be how these big government globalists, not just here, but around the world, these big government socialists who love nothing more than redistribution at the micro and macro level, from everywhere from local townships to the globe, taking money from the United States and giving it to other countries that'll just flush it down the toilet, right? One of the themes of today's show is how these big government types around the globe and in the United States create a problem. They, not figuratively, they literally create a problem. They print a lot of money. But by the way, notice I didn't say big government Democrats. Some swampy Republicans do this too. They create a problem by printing a lot of money and they create mass inflation. And then they introduce more of what created the problem, government, as a fix to the problem they created. It happens all the time. It's going to be a constant theme in today's show. Government prints a lot of money, causes mass inflation. Now Biden and the Democrats, and the Democrats in this case, want to print even more money to put put together a Build Back Worse plan they call Build Back Better, which they allege is going to solve the problem they created by printing a lot of money. Uh, You can't make this up. Here we go. Where do we go every day for what the lefties are talking about? Political playbook. This is the lefty Bible every morning. Here, they say, what's next? There's no immediate solution in sight. Pressure to maintain Donald Trump's pandemic era asylum crackdown has only grown as Democrats uh, as Democrats come out during the recess call for the administration to change course. Listen to this last part. That means it could be a while before we see pandemic relief funds make their way to President Joe Biden's desk. They're still at it. They are still trying to spend more money. The only thing stopping them right now is the massive immigration crisis they have to deal with at the border. Not because it's a crisis for them. They love an open border, but because they have to deal with the PR fallout. So just to be crystal clear on this, these globalists from the IMF down to the United States right here, they print a lot of money to chase the same or fewer products, creates massive inflation, and their solution is to create more money And then they're using the pandemic as an excuse. No, they're not. Here we go. NBC. Biden administration prepares to push for COVID funding when Congress returns. Oh, COVID funding. COVID funding. We just spent, what, $6 trillion in the the relief package. We spent another $1.9 trillion. We're up near the $10 trillion range by the time we're done. But yes, they definitely don't have enough money. That money causes inflation. What do we do? What's the solution? Definitely the solution is to print more money. Do you believe, I mean, really, folks, does it ever end? This is why I'm so passionate about these topics when I wake up every morning. The evidence is right in front of your face if you're a leftist and you just open your eyes that the problems in your life, although Republicans may not be the solution to all your problems, we have our own issues too. I'm telling you the cause of all your problems are far left Democrats and globalists. The evidence is right here. Here, you sense in a common theme, big government types causing problems and then pretending to solve them later. How often do you hear the Democrats talk about it? It's a housing crisis, housing crisis, fellas, housing. Oh my gosh, there's a, the middle class are being priced. There's a local uh, TV station down here. They're doing a nonstop report all the time about the rental crisis. Rents are so high. Oh my gosh, rents are so high. There's no availability of housing. Gee, why do you think that is? Do you think that's because there's a free market? If there was a free market in housing, there'd be home builders and people rushing in to build new homes to meet the demand. Well, why isn't that happening? It's not happening because of the left. There's a supply chain and inflation crisis because of the left making planning to build a house more difficult, straining supply chains because of the left's lockdowns, right? Also, the left's government intervention in the housing industry through Fannie and Freddie trying to create a backstop for people to be able to buy homes cheaply they couldn't afford created this crisis. And then what do they do? After they create the housing crisis, they go, my gosh, we need some rent controls here, man. We got to do something. We got to help people. It's, we got to help people buy homes or something. You can help people buy homes by getting the hell out of the way and stop sticking your nose in the freaking market all the time, man. Gosh, it's frustrating calling these people out. Here, we always bring the receipts. I'll show you a story in a second here, by the way, about BlackRock and these other investment firms piling into the home business. But here, 
This is one of my favorite clips. I've actually used this quite a bit, probably three or four times in the eight years we've done the show. This is a clip from Fox News. It's from years ago. The clip from Fox was a warning. The warning was that the government, the under the Bush administration, listen, I'm no huge fan of the Bush administration, to be honest with you. But the Bush administration, specifically Jon Snow and the president himself at the time, Bush 43, had warned, warned the public multiple times about the pending housing crisis because Fannie and Freddie were scooping up these mortgage-backed securities, enabling people to buy homes cheaply that they couldn't afford. Fannie and Freddie were doing it with the implicit wink and a nod backing of the government That's how they were able to do it cheaply because people just assume if Fannie and Freddie collapsed, the government would rescue them. They were scooping up. You understand how it worked? Mm -hmm. Homes for sale. Buyer buys home. Buyer gets a mortgage to buy the home. The mortgage isn't kept at the bank. The bank packages it with other mortgages into a security, a financial instrument. Fannie and Freddie were buying some of these mortgage-backed instruments. They were getting them on the super cheap. How were they doing that? Because there was this wink and a nod that because they were government-sponsored enterprises, that no matter what happened to Fannie and Freddie, even if they bought up a bunch of crappy homes that weren't worth anything, that it wouldn't matter because the government would back them up anyway. So people poured money into Fannie and Freddie. You get it? They were warned about this for years, for years. And now big finance and a lot of these big investment houses are scooping up homes on the cheap. And it started back then. Here is the warning from Jon Snow. You're going to hear him. He's uh, President Bush 43's Treasury Secretary warning this was going to happen. Then it happened. Then the Democrats pretended it was the Republicans fault. Check this out. In fall of 03, the Bush administration was pushing Congress hard to create a new federal agency to regulate and supervise Fannie and Freddie, both government sponsored enterprises or GSEs. We need a strong Uh, world-class regulatory agency to oversee the prudential operations of the GSEs uh, and the safety and the soundness of their financial activities. But then Treasury Secretary Snow was getting a lot of pushback from then-ranking member, now chairman of the House Financial Services Committee, Democratic Congressman Barney Frank. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are not in a crisis. In fact, Frank said the federal government should be encouraging Fannie and Freddie to do more to get low-income families into homes. And he believed too many people had a sky-is-falling mentality. The more people, in my judgment, exaggerate a threat of safety and soundness, the more people conjure up the possibility of serious financial losses to the Treasury, which I do not see. I think we see entities that are fundamentally sound financially and uh, withstand some of the disaster scenarios. And even if there were a problem, the federal government doesn't bail them out. But the more pressure there is there, then the less, I think, we see in terms of affordable housing. The legislation was blocked. Tell me again how the Republicans, again, I'm not defending the Republican Party's role in a lot of this, but there is zero question many members of the Republican Party, including people in the Bush administration, warned the American public repeatedly that Fannie and Freddie scooping up these mortgage-backed securities, these financial instruments at a super cheap price was creating too much liquidity, enabling people to buy homes they couldn't afford, which was eventually going to result in a massive housing crisis. And what does Barney Frank, the Democrat, say to Jon Snow at the hearing? Well, I think we should do more. Basically, the government will bail them out anyway. How'd that work out for you? Again, Government creates the problem. People get really rich off the problem. Financial, big financial companies then scoop up the cheap prices after the crash. And then government blames big financial companies for the problem it caused. I'm going to show you that in a minute, where this is going. And why the current housing crisis now, why houses are really expensive, was the cause of government entities Back then when that clip aired over a decade ago. So easy, folks. If you just pay attention, it's so easy. Every single problem in your life, every single big problem outside of family issues, is I guarantee you in this country right now, has some nexus to big government. Everything. Everything. 
you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. So, yes, we warned them. We told them making houses cheaper than they should be by printing a lot of money. And then allowing these these mortgage-backed uh, securities to be sold to a government-sponsored enterprise, enabling people to buy homes they couldn't afford, was going to result in people not being able to afford the homes they live in. It wasn't hard. Well, what's going on now? This is an article from last year, but it's applicable today. If you're wondering why housing prices are sky high, if you're wondering why, uh, correspondingly, rent costs are sky high. It's probably because if someone bought your home who may not have been a person, it may have been an entity. Here, Wall Street Journal. If you sell a house these days, the buyer might be a pension fund. They counted more than 200 companies and investment firms in the house hunt. Computer-assisted flipper, open-door technologies, money managers, including JP Morgan, and there's BlackRock again. BlackRock, far-left BlackRock, Platforms such as Fundrise and Roofstock that buy and arrange for the management of rentals on behalf of individuals and build their LGI homes, which now reports wholesale home sales to bulk buyers in its quarterly results. Now, listen to me. Being, being precise here matters. I am not alleging any criminality here or even improper conduct at all. These are free market companies who are certainly free to buy whatever they like. If they want to invest in housing, they're free to do it. We may not like it, but I'm not going to sit here and play, you know, nonsense games with you. Like, oh my gosh, could be a fraud. Well, if, if there's fraud, prove it. I don't, I don't see any. But I do have a problem with corporations buying up houses across America because I don't think there's an actual free market here. Now, they're taking advantage of it, but they didn't cause it. The government did. How do I know that? Let's go back to this New York Post article. This is from... July of, uh, this is from uh, back in uh, July of 2020. And they talk about where this bonanza of big financial companies and big corporations buying up the housing stock you're supposed to be living in. When did it start? Oh, look, 2011. When Morgan Stanley issued a report called a rentership society. With over 1.6 million foreclosed homes in the U.S. and more on the way, the report forecast a surge in the number of renters and potentially massive opportunity for investors to convert the glut of repossessed homes into rental properties. America's investment managers were all in. By 2012, more than $1 billion had been raised by investors for the purpose of doing just that. Some of the biggest names in finance were hoarding houses. Bingo. Government creates problem. Government-sponsored enterprise makes housing super cheap. If it's cheaper than it should have been, people buy stuff. I'd love a Corvette at 30000 The problem is the Corvette's not worth 30000 It's worth 70000 Eventually, you got to pay the bill on the 70000 as interest rates adjust. People couldn't afford it. They go bankrupt. They lose their house. Who comes in and scoops them up? Big financial firms on the super cheap who now own a large stock of America's housing supply, which you don't. Now you see why the housing crisis persists? It's right in front of our faces every single time. They create these problems. I'm telling you, most of the problems in your life have some nexus to a big government cause, problems they are now claiming to solve for you. All right. 
moving. I got another story about that a little bit later, but it may be backfiring on the Dems, how the Democrats created a problem through defund the police that may be doing a little dipsy-doo flipperoo, kicking them in the cojones right now. Before I get to that, I want to show you this trailer. Folks, this, I have Dinesh D'Souza on my radio show later, and I, I've, listen, I'm, I'm playing it totally straight and candid with you. I'm one of these show me the evidence guys. I always have been. They have a stunning, stunning new movie coming out. I mean, potentially earth-shaking new information about the 2020 election. The movie's called 2000 Mules. It is about mules, people who took ballots to ballot boxes, and then a group called True the Vote. They went out and they, and they tracked by buying up cell phone data how these mules, the people carry, carrying these ballots, how they went from box to box, dumping massive amounts of ballots. I want you to watch this clip. This is not a, this is not, this is not a spot here. They are a sponsor of the show, but this is not a spot. This is just me extremely concerned about what happened in 2020. Here is a piece from the upcoming new Dinesh D'Souza movie, 2000 Mules. He'll be on the radio show later to talk about it. Check this out. We identified in Atlanta 242 mules that went to an average of 24 drop boxes. But Philadelphia alone, we've identified more than 1,100 mules. What is a mule? person picking up ballots and running them to the drop boxes. This is not grandma walking her dog. Bad backgrounds, bad reputations. They are interested in one thing, that's money. And in no shape, in no way, in no time, is that legal. This is organized crime. Do you have video evidence? Four million minutes of surveillance video around the country. What you're about to see is disturbing. So this is uh, one o'clock in the morning. Don't we all vote at one o'clock in the morning? <laughs> On one night, this person, this mule, went across six counties to 27 different drop boxes. I call it the Mexican mafia, seriously, because uh, they, they work like that. This is jaw-dropping. What you showed is frightening. You see now why the left doesn't want you talking about the 2020 election and why they're so passionate about stopping Elon from buying Twitter? They own Twitter. They own the current conversation du jour where a lot of inside baseball folks talk. That microblog on Twitter is where a lot of political narratives get out. You see how terrified they are now that if Elon were to purchase Twitter, the real story of the 2020 election might get out without their ability to censor it. Folks, please, please. I, I know you don't. But if you're a liberal listening, please, please don't tell me I'll laugh in your face. You think these stories are unrelated. You think this is a coincidence, too? This just happened a few days ago. Associated Press. An election misinformation fight, 2020, changed everything. This is a story about the left now doubling and tripling down to try to censor you before the 2022 and 2024 presidential election. There's a group out there called Common Cause. Their common causes, the only thing common about it is they all want censorship, Soviet style. Why? They are horrified. That you're going to be, now listen, there's a couple of reasons they're horrified about you talking about what happened in 2020. Number one, they don't want you to question the election at all. They don't want you to question the election at all because obviously they want you to believe everything is legitimate, hunky-dory, nothing to talk about. But there's another reason, folks. The other reason they don't want you talking about 2020 is they want to repeat it again. The ballot boxes. They don't want signature verification in any significant way. They don't want any of this stuff. So they know if you go back and you start spreading around Dinesh's uh, 2000 Mules uh, uh, movie showing you documented evidence of the behavior of these mules that you're going to start to question what happened. You think this is a coincidence? Expect the censorship and the censorship fight. To be put on Diana Ball-like steroids going forward. The left is in a panic as the right starting to get it together through true social rumble. Censorship being pushed back on everywhere. They are panicking. It's all they have is censorship. This story is related to at the New York Post. Wikipedia. Wikipedia labels itself. They consider themselves, I should say. The, the historical arbiter. They want them, you have to understand the role of Wikipedia, how important it is to the left. 
What they want to be is they want to be the human encyclopedia where a hundred years down the road, people will go back to them for an honest recount of history. The problem is Wikipedia is a scam site. It has always been a scam site. My page is littered with lies by omission, outright falsehoods. They do it for every conservative, not just me. It is a scam site designed to tell future generations a story, but not to tell them the the story. This is all related. Wikipedia, New York Post, deletes entry for Hunter Biden investment firm, Rosemont Seneca Partners. You know, the investment firm that was tied up with the Chinese Communist Party? Wikipedia apparently didn't think that was interesting at all. Why would Wikipedia be eager to shut down the Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Rosemont Seneca, Burisma scandal? Well, because they don't want history to know the truth about corruption on the left, the Obama administration, the Biden administration. Well, maybe because this was breaking. Joe Biden met with Hunter Biden's business partner at the White House. Oh, nice. Miranda Devine, author of the great book, Laptop from Hell. I've had her on many times. Apparently, Hunter Biden's business partner made at least 19 visits to the White House and other official locations between 2009 and 2015, even a sit down in the West Wing with Vice President Joe Biden. They got the visitor logs too, folks. Tell me again how Hunter Biden taking money from overseas enemies of the United States with his companies. Tell me again how that's just a Hunter Biden scandal, folks. It's a Joe Biden scandal. Hence the push for censorship, the push to make you believe 2020, the election was all hunky-dory, and the push to censor going forward so they can do it again. Oh, oh right. That is a good point. Joe, he brought up a good point. He goes, they're so stupid. Why would they meet in the White House? Because they're dumb. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, when I was a police officer, dumb. we would say this a lot, too. We'd be like, gosh, the guy shot someone with a gun and left it on the counter of his house. What an idiot. Well, because it's Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a greedy, corrupt plagiarist. It was entire career has been marked by rank stupidity. That's why we used to say, thank God for stupid criminals. Now you have them. All right, I've got a lot more here, uh, including the clip of the week. Um, do not break into a home in Florida, folks. It is um, known as the Sunshine State. It's not known by many as the Gunshine State. Um, it's not a good idea. You probably don't. Guy lives down here. It's probably not. There is probably a 99% chance that the door you're getting ready to kick in, there will be someone with a firearm who is trained to use it on the other side. And you may find yourself dead. And Joe, wouldn't you say the golden rule of life is don't find yourself dead? Yeah, try not to die. Really? Try not to die. Yes, very well said. Of all the golden rules we have on our show, that's probably number one. Don't get dead. Don't get dead. And definitely don't get dead quick and don't get dead doing anything dumb. I'll play that video coming up in a second. Florida, man. Don't mess around down here. I'm not kidding. I'm not just telling you because I live here. I'm telling you for your own safety. I got that and a lot more. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Okie dokes. So this is, again, the Dan Bongino uh, public service announcement time. Do not break into a home in Florida. This is the sheriff of, this is not a joke, by the way. This is a real presser by the sheriff in Santa Rosa uh, County, Florida. And uh, apparently someone broke into a home, got shot or something, so he's given a presser afterwards, and he said this. As to the person, we don't know what homeowner, which homeowner shot at him. Um, I guess they think that they did something wrong, which they did not. If somebody's breaking in your house, you're more than welcome to shoot them in Santa Rosa County. We prefer that you do, actually. Um, so whoever that was, you're not in trouble. Come see us. We have a gun safety class we put on every other Saturday. And if you take that, you'll shoot a lot better, and hopefully you'll save the taxpayers money. So with that, questions? <laughs> 
We prefer that you do. <laughs> you already saw it. You're still there. That's a real presser, folks. Yeah. That what I know it is. That is hilarious. That is like that's tip. That's folks. That's Florida. It's Florida. I'm I'm telling you down here they have a people first freedom attitude. And if someone is going to commit a crime, break into your home with you and your kids being in the house. You, you know, listen, I, I've said before, you know, obviously carrying a gun and a firearm, it's, you know, it's not jokes, it's serious responsibility. But if you are going to be a moron and you are going to break into someone's home in Florida, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the evidence is everywhere. Just put homeowner shoots criminal. It's most likely in Florida. You will probably get killed or find yourself dead. And the golden rule is don't get dead. So don't break into people's houses in Florida. And matter of fact, don't break into anything else either. Because you stand a pretty good chance of getting seriously hurt. That was the sheriff in Santa Rosa laying the smackdown. You know what? We should try to get him for the Fox show this week. I just thought of that. All right. Let me just take a note on that. I should. If he doesn't do other interviews this week, I'll try to grab him. Because I, he is. He's doing you a favor. Bad guys. All right. Enough. But that story. Speaking of which, again, unintentional segue. I was kind of unnecessarily celebrating before. Wasting time I shouldn't have. But this Second Amendment story, which, again, I put together by accident, Axios, it's in my newsletter today, and I strongly encourage you to read it. This is one of those stories where the Democrats, again, create a problem, like I talked about before. And typically, after creating the problem, like the housing crisis, they'll introduce more government that created the problem to fix it. I said that before. But what's really glorious is when the Democrats create a problem, right? Defund the police. They want to defund the police. It then leads to a crime explosion. And the Democrats think that the explosion in crime is going to lead to people calling for more gun control and more government. You get it? Crime everywhere, guns everywhere. Oh, gun control. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's not what happened. It's really glorious when the Democrats create a problem and the problem turns out to be the revenge of unintended consequences. Here's what I mean. Read this piece in my newsletter. Go to Bongino.com slash newsletter. Sign up today. It's free. Check this piece out. Why more people of color are buying guns by Shauna Chen. They know, don't forget, gun violence disproportionately impacts black, Native American, and Latino communities. They say the big picture, this is a left-leaning site, by the way, that more people of color are exercising their Second Amendment rights could spell trouble for Democrats who already suffered losses among these demographics in key battleground states in 2020. Folks, this is, wasn't a plan by the Republicans at all, of course. I mean, it wasn't like the Democrats, again, thankful, thank, thank the Lord for dumb criminals, right? The Hunter Bidens and the people who break into homes in Florida. Thank the Lord for dumb politicians on the left, too. The, the Republicans did not push to tell them to defund the police. The Democrats did that all on their own. Common sense people like the people involved in this broadcast, including me, said, my gosh, if you defund the police and attack the police... Criminals are going to see it's open season and you're going to see an explosion in crime. None of that was hard. None of that was complicated. It didn't require an in-depth, thorough meta-analysis. It was just common sense. If you defund, defenestrate, and attack the police and they stop doing their jobs because they're defunded, then their job is to stop criminals who then won't be stopped. Liberals were like, what? And then they figured that that rise in crime, they would blame the guns of criminals because the Democrats would use the media to do that and everyone would be calling for gun control. None of that worked. None of that worked, which is just glorious. And the defund the police, Guy, that was the current thing. Now, Guy, as we thought of it this way, Guy was kind enough to bring me this glorious mug. It's, I don't know who's made this thing. Of course, it says made in China on the bottom, which is like not uncommon at all. Everything. But the guy bought me, I support the current thing mug. Remember the defund the police thing, Joe, was the current thing. So Guy's going to put together a little stinger called the current thing update. We may use Jim's voice because Jim has a great radio voice. It's going to be very serious. So this is a current thing update. I'll have to do the stinger myself because we haven't created it yet. We just thought of it this morning. Defund the police was the current thing. Of course, it was all in the Twitter avatar. Everybody changed their avatar. Defund the police. And now look what happens. Nothing like seeing a bunch of patriotic, God-fearing minority Americans who we love and welcome in the conservative movement. We love you. We welcome you. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Starting to figure out that, you know what? You can protect yourself. 
you have a God-given big R right to do so. Go get yourself a firearm, train yourself, protect your home, protect your family, protect your castle. And vote conservative. We'll defend that right for you. Gosh, this 2022 is going to be an electoral bloodbath for these idiots. <laughs> I'm not kidding, by the way. We are putting together that. The current thing up, remember, there were a lot of current things. BLM, defund the police, everything. Now their current thing now is Ukraine. Ukraine. They don't even know what's going on in Ukraine. They're all saying, I support Ukraine. Great, great. What's happening in Ukraine is a horror. Can you actually tell us what's happening and how we got here? I uh, can't tell you any of that. It's important to know that stuff, you know, wouldn't you think? All right. Let me get to my last sponsor, and then I got a very serious uh, segment here. I want to honor a fallen hero, Bishop Evans. Um, I have a video of a anti-Trump lunatic saying the quiet part out loud, and the host of the show like, did you just say that? And then she catches herself. And then I have another current thing update at the end about BLM. We warned you. Whenever you see the current thing, run. Let the left do it. Our last sponsor today, GenuCell. Hey, Mother's Day's in two weeks. Coming right up. And our dear friends at GenuCell, the perfect gift for all those special women in our lives. Right now, save up to 50% on all GenuCell products across GenuCell.com, including their brand new Ultra Retinol Cream. And during the limited time Mother's Day sale, every eligible order includes GenuCell's immediate effects for results in as little as 12 hours. Absolutely free. GenuCell's Ultra Retinol is powered by GenuCell's proprietary MDL technology. It combines the anti-aging effects of the meadow foam flower with the moisturizing effects of hyaluronic acid. GenuCell, pro GenuCell promises you'll look 5, 10, even 15 years younger, guaranteed, or your money back. Paul is a big fan of GenuCell. Skin care that works, folks. Spoil those special ladies in your life this Mother's Day. Make this Mother's Day one that she'll always remember with this one-of-a-kind gift of beauty. Go to GenuCell.com slash Dan right now for up to 50% off world-class skincare at GenuCell. Dot com slash Dan. All orders automatically upgraded to free two-day shipping with a concierge white glove service. Go to GenuCell.com slash Dan. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Dan. That's GenuCell.com slash Dan. Thanks, GenuCell. We appreciate it. Uh, okay, on a very serious note, uh, I saw this story this weekend. I was unsurprised that it didn't get a lot of mainstream media coverage because it doesn't fit the mainstream media's narrative. A mainstream media's narrative is unfettered open borders immigration is uh, terrific. It has very few consequences. We should love it. It's the compassionate thing to do. We should let people into the country with no process at all. It should be chaos. Borders don't really matter. So anything you see that gets in the middle of that narrative, of course, they will not report on. Devastating story this weekend. Uh, Bishop Evans of Arlington, Texas, a hero. Hey, we don't see a lot of heroes, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry in our time. It's tough to find real honest-to-goodness heroes, but you got one right here, and you're looking at them if you're watching on Rumble. This is a tweet from Bill Malugin from Fox, who has been all over the immigration crisis. He was a 22-year-old Texas National Guard uh, member. Uh, he's missing since Friday. He's assumed drowned at this point in the Rio Grande and Eagle Pass after he jumped in to save lives to save lives of people crossing the border and entering the country illegally. The photos are courtesy of his family. And uh, as it turns out, an update on the story we found out, um, it's really hard to talk about. The people he rescued were allegedly smuggling drugs into the country. You're looking at a real hero here, man. I want you to burn that onto your cerebral cortex. Bishop Evans. You know, and I get it. This has a real political tinge to it, the immigration debate. This story doesn't. This is an American citizen, a guy who jumped in and forfeited his own life for the life of another who was breaking the law to get here. You know, you would think a story like this would make people reevaluate their position on this. Unfortunately, it won't. We honor the memory of Bishop Evans. Thank you, sir, for your service to this great country. It's a damn shame we're not going to have more of you. Horrible story, folks. I'll like hear any updates on that. Of, of course, I'll let you know. All right, uh, moving on again. Thank you, Bishop Evans. So someone I've been focused on, my book, Follow the Money, where I wrote about the uh, insane Ukraine crisis and George Soros and all the money operation going on in Ukraine. It was, um, it was a big bestseller. It was called, uh, again, Follow the Money. You're free to pick it up if you want. You can probably get it at the library too. But... In the book, I have a chapter called Insane in Ukraine. Again, it's called Follow the Money. 
And I talk about all these crises, how they were all connected, the impeachment hoax, what happened in Ukraine. And it's very important because you'll see what's happening now, too, in Ukraine, how this stuff is all tied together. The Soros money machine, how the same people were involved in the impeachment crisis. And one of the people who, were, who was uh, knee deep in the entire Ukraine crisis with the fake impeachment hoax. Remember, Trump made a call to Zelensky. He asked Zelensky about now what we know to be the corruption with the Biden family. The left tried to impeach him over it, which is ironic. But, you know, when I think back of this, Joe, it really like it's such a kick to the cojones, right? You're like, wait, let me get this straight. Trump uncovered a massive corruption scheme with the prior vice president, Joe Biden, asks the Ukrainians about a known corruption scheme and the Democrats impeach Trump over it. It's really hard to believe that happened, yeah. but it did. And then when you see the backstory about who was financing all this, it'll make sense. Well, Marie Ivanovich was the ambassador to Ukraine over at the time. Marie Ivanovich had her eyeballs on me. Yeah. Because I was exposing what was going on in Ukraine. Yeah, that's right. I'll, I'll show you in a second. Yeah. Y'all big, oh, huge fan. Huge <laughs> fan. Joe knows this whole story. They were watching us. I'll show you what I mean in a second. Marie Ivanovich reappeared. I don't know if she's selling a book or whatever. She was on Margaret Hoover's show on PBS. And Marie Ivanovich gets caught saying the quiet part out loud. And I want you to pay very, very close attention to the backtracking she does when she realizes what she just said, that if Donald Trump were in office, which she didn't want, she hated Donald Trump, that, gosh, they probably wouldn't have invaded Ukraine. Watch her try then to dial the whole thing back. You're going to hear Margaret Hoover first with the question. Check this out. How do you think the invasion would have been different if Trump had remained as president? I think that Trump would have provided Putin with enough of what he wanted that, you know, perhaps he wouldn't have invaded. So if, if Trump had had a second term and you think that Putin wouldn't have invaded because of that, what would Ukraine look like? So we are now getting into, you know, this is why diplomats are told never to answer theoretical questions. <laughs> so we're, we're getting into uh, areas of... Um, you know, I mean, it's a hypothetical question, right? Um, I don't know what yeah. Trump would have done and I don't know what Putin would have done, but um, I can't see Trump, uh, uh, President Trump, standing up for Ukraine the way President Biden is right now. She says, oh, yeah, they probably wouldn't have invaded if Trump was on. You, you see the whole backtrack there? No, no, no. Now, now we're getting into hypotheticals and all the other stuff. You see how she says the quiet part out loud? That Donald Trump was squeezing NATO because NATO wasn't doing enough to defend itself in Eastern Europe. And by squeezing NATO and getting them to support their militaries, what she's, what she's saying, the quiet part out loud is, Donald Trump squeezing NATO would have likely caused Putin to back down. Then she realizes she catches herself and she tries to dial the whole thing back. This is the same woman who had her eyeballs on me. Judicial Watch, September 1st, 2020 press release. State Department records show U.S. Embassy in Ukraine monitored and they go through a list of names. It was in potential violation of federal law. Look at the names on the list. The embassy in Ukraine, the lady you just heard from was in charge of. She had her targeted persons list with Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, Rudy Giuliani, Dan Bongino, Seb Gorka, Solomon Posobiec, Savidra Carter, Donald Trump Jr. The list goes on and on and on. Now, folks, to be clear, they were monitoring open social media. That's not the point. Yeah, it was out there with social media. If I put it out there, you're free to see it. That's not the point. The point is they may have been using government assets to do it. Now, that's different. Why were they so concerned what I was saying? Well, you got to, I don't have time to go through the whole thing again. Check out the book, Follow the Money. Insane in Ukraine, that chapter. You could read through what was really going on in Ukraine with the do not prosecute list, the Soros people, how he was using the embassy, how the FBI was involved. One of the FBI people went to go work for Soros's foundation. Ukraine was a corrupt piggy bank for big government swamp type buffoons for decades, folks, decades. All right, here we go. It's time for the I support the current thing update. My new favorite bug, by the way. What was the current thing after defund the police? Uh, maybe right after, maybe kind of the same time. There's some crossover for current things, right? BLM. Everybody had the blackout BLM avatar. Remember, that was the current thing they all supported back then. 
Well, we warned you at the time that BLM was probably a big grift, that we had no idea where the money was going, that the people who were running BLM claimed to be uh, you know, devout Marxist organizers. We've played the video of Patrice Cullors probably 20 times. Yes, we're trained Marxist organizers. And suckers, suckers, all these dopey, stupid corporations the same one benefit, the same one's benefiting now by scooping up houses all across America because the government caused the housing crisis. Some of the same corporations gave BLM millions upon millions of dollars, which they then used to do what? Well, they used it to BLM. BLM. Buy large mansions, of course. Buy large mansions, went out there and burned through most of its cash buying a lot of houses and things like that. Well, here's another story broke by Andrew Kerr a couple days ago. You can see this in my newsletter too. BLM PAC burned through almost all its cash, res cash reserves in the first quarter. Amazing. They get busted in a huge scam to spend donor money on expensive real estate. You would think it would slow down. Nope. Spend all the cash now. First, get rid of it now. Get that cash out of here before they find it. And people continue to fall for this scam. Yeah, I, they're going to need a new current thing. They're going to need a new current thing. When I when we find out what the, the next current thing is, because we are have a support the current thing update, we will let you know. Hey, I have Dinesh D'Souza on the radio show later. Don't miss that. About his new movie again, 2,000 Mules. Folks, uh, the 2020 election, we are not going to stop talking about it. If this story turns out to be verified and has credibility to it, this is going to blow the doors of what happened in 2020. The, by the way, the link to the trailer, 2,000 Mules, is in my, uh, on my, my newsletter today, our blast email. Again, you join by going to Bongino.com slash newsletter. It is a Rumble exclusive link. Check it out. It is on there right there. It says 2,000 Mules trailer. It's on my uh, email list today. Again, you sign up going to Bongino.com slash newsletter. Please spread this trailer around. Everyone, everyone needs to go watch this movie. It's critical. Thanks again for tuning in, folks. I really appreciate it. Go to rumble.com slash Bongino. Subscribe to the show and watch it on video. See you on the radio show later. You just heard Dan Bongino.